if you're a mum here, I really want to thank you for raising your kids and bringing them up in the ways of God. I know some of our kids are not that easy, mine are. Um, but, you know, uh, raising kids uh, is a hard job, and I'm sure your mothers would say the same thing about you. <laughs> Um, like my mother would say that too, I think. Um, it's just uh, human nature, isn't it? So thank you for um, you know being in the house and being that strong, uh, God-fearing mother that you are, raising the next generation. New Zealand hinges on it, hinges on you to raise great kids, not just good kids, great kids that will be great citizens, that will... Bless this nation, that next generation. Let's bring that level up, girls, and um, raise good kids. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So thank you, mums. Uh, I know dads play an equal role, but, you know, mothers, we try and nurture. Dad try to kick them out of the nest, and we're like, no, no, that's my baby, my baby. So, yeah, thank you for your warm, tender, kind, loving, caring heart. Awesome. Oh, wow. I'm just going to do that. Might be my long earrings doing it. Last week, uh, my amazing husband preached on uh, the volunteer spirit, cultivating a volunteer spirit. And yeah, he was, ama he was amazing. He is amazing. Um, and we talked about our desire for lost people to be saved, yeah. saved people to be fasted, fasted people to be trained. Train people to be mobilized. We are mobilizing an army. Yeah. And all this can't happen and won't happen without you. It takes all of us, you know, uh, to get this thing done. We all have a part to play. We also found out that not every volunteer has a volunteer spirit. Last week, we looked at Judas, who was in the team for wrong reasons he was serving for what he could get not what he could give yeah we are not that are we a true volunteer spirit has an investment mentality not just a receiving mentality and everybody said amen so today i want to look at five characteristics of a volunteer spirit and on this Mother's Day, I want to do so from the story of a wealthy woman at Shunem in the book of Second Kings. She was an amazing woman and ultimately a great mother who saw God's favor throughout her life. So if you have your Bible, you know, we all bring a Bible, don't we, people? Um, let's turn to 2 Kings 4, 8 to 17. We'll see you later, friends. And as you open your Bible, Mrs. Dennis, um, <laughs> she's still opening her Bible. This is not just a great uh, principle for church life. This will help you in all areas of your life, at work, at school, and um, help you go the extra mile. Let's read 2 Kings 4, 8 to 17. One day, Elisha went to Shunem. And a well-to-do woman was there, a well-to-do, very rich, prosperous, wealthy woman, who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. She said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Let's make. Everybody say, let's make. Let's, 
Let's make a small room on the roof and put it, put in it a bed and a table and a chair. She went, she had the details there and a lamp for him. Then he can stay there whenever he comes to us. One day when Elisha came, he went up to his room and lay down there. He said to his servant Gehazi, call the Shunammite. So he called her and she stood before him. Elisha said to him, now Elisha is talking to the servant, not to him, to her. Tell her you have gone to all this trouble for us. Now what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She replied, I have a home among my own people. What can be done for her? Elisha asked. Gehazi said, she has no son and her husband is old. And all the husbands said, Amen. <laughs> Say what? Then Elisha said, call her. So he called her and she stood in the doorway. What a woman stays in the doorway. About this time next year, Elijah said, You will hold a son in your arms. No, my Lord, she objected. Please, man of God, don't mislead your servant. But the woman became pregnant, and the next year, about the same time, she gave birth to a son, just as Elijah has told. And just, just as I read that um, about this time, I just pray that if you are barren here right now, I pray that God would bless that womb. I agree with what Pastor Adam said, and I just feel I need to pray that God will bless that womb. And next year, by this time, we'll hold a baby in your arms. If that's you, just say, I receive it. Amen. So this woman was a very sharp businesswoman. As you know, she was also wealthy. She actually didn't need anybody to stay in her house. She probably had a relaxed lifestyle. But she had a heart to serve God. From this passage, we can see a few things of a volunteer spirit. And the first one would be, a volunteer spirit always initiates provision. Notice she urged him to stay. She didn't say, oh, only if you want to. She said, please stay at my house. That would be like me. I'd, I'd say, please stay, come for dinner. Oh, you're here? Okay, stay for dinner. I speak because, you know, I do this also, so I, can, I think I have the right to say this. She did say, let's make, let's make a room, and, um, and she did, and she urged her husband to do that. Sometimes our husband needs to be urged and <laughs> uh, forced, and yeah, they do. That's, yeah. I'll be careful, Pastor Neil. Let's do something. That was her initiative. She initiated the whole thing. Elijah did not send a newsletter in advance say, hello woman, do I have a room in your house? Can I stay? Would you give me a meal? He didn't. He didn't send a newsletter. He didn't drop hints or make any requests for accommodation. It was, her, it was all her initiative to ask him to come and stay. He never put pressure on them or any guilt. She initiated it. She was not asked or persuaded to provide help. She was very sensitive to his needs and, and for the work of God. So let's be an initiator. Turn to the person next to you and say, let's be an initiator. Let's do something. The second thing we learn is a volunteer spirit operates out of commitment, not convenience. We live in a world obsessed with convenience. Oh, only if I can. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, we don't have the money. It can be so many excuses, and sometimes it's just outright laziness. We just can't, we just, 
It is, it is, it is. And, you know, we need to check that, check the motives. But if Jesus was obsessed with convenience, I don't think he would have gone to the cross. And why would he have to? He led a pretty good life. He did that all for you and me. Oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful he died for me. I don't know where I would be. So convenience does tend to make us lazy. We do choose the convenient option, you know, even with shopping sometimes. We don't want to go to Pack and Save or Countdown. Or, um, sometimes we go to New World because it's closer to home. And sometimes we even do it online. It's, hey, it's all good. It's all good. But I'm just talking about how we, you know, choose convenience over commitment. So just giving a few examples, girls. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, put it this way. <laughs> the woman at Shunem probably was a, and had a convenient lifestyle. She was wealthy. She didn't have to have him. Um, but she committed herself and her resources to regular use for the men of God to come and stay with them and provide a meal. What a great heart and a spirit. She made a commitment to volunteer home for a continued use instead of just the occasional meal. Rather than associating herself to the ministry and investing him and, and assisting him in his ministry, she attached herself to his ministry. A volunteer spirit does not look for what is convenient or what suits the mood of the moment, but makes a commitment to help no matter the personal cost. Sometimes we have to sacrifice even what it costs us in us. Um, we can say, oh, there's not enough budget this week, man of God. Do you mind if we don't give you food? You can't stay in that bed because it's already there. But I don't have money for food. It's just for my husband and wife. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just a sacrifice, and I think that's what she did. It was not fueled by emotion. A volunteer spirit sees what is needed and makes a commitment to meet that need. The third thing we learn is a volunteer spirit is motivated by a generous honor. The woman at Shunem did not give the bare minimum to the man of God. She honored him. We saw it last, year, uh, last Sunday, not last year, um, last week John in John. It, John tells us about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, that they had that a meal for Jesus in his honor. Now, if my brother had to die and he was raised by Jesus, oh my gosh, I would cook. Not only cook, I would do anything to honor Jesus. You know, and, and they did that. They put a huge banquet for him. They cooked a meal. You know, if that was me, I would have cooked a huge chicken biryani. Biryani takes a long time to make. Trust me, people. I find the convenient way sometimes, and I just make this, you know, the usual orange chicken curry. And sometimes I go for even the less uh, time required. And I was like, oh, can we just cook the yellow curry? So, you know, I know. I know what it is to find, go the convenient uh, way. But um, not, not this woman. She was doing it all. But Mary and Martha, they, could, they put a banquet out for Jesus. After all, it was all about Jesus, wasn't it? It was to honor him, honor the man of God. Mary um, broke that expensive perfume. Now, if you know me, you know I love perfume, and my perfume is pretty expensive. I only wear it on Sunday, by the way, so you can all see I smell nice. Excuse me, Pastor Neil. Um, and you know... I don't know if, I'm, I'm talking to the girls now, I don't know if you do this with perfume. So I spray the perfume in the air and I dance around it so that I don't lose any of it. Yeah, I do. 
why would I want to lose a spray on the floor when I know it's so expensive? So I know the cost. And I can imagine an expensive ointment on someone's feet. It's not just someone. It was the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. But he had raised your brother from the dead, so why wouldn't you do that? My gosh, the room must have smelled beautiful when she did that. And she wiped it with her hair. Wow. Well, I couldn't do that. Um, but a volunteer spirit looks to elevate the King of Kings, elevate the church, the house of God. It's all about him. The fourth thing we can learn is a volunteer spirit does not have a hidden agenda. Sometimes, some, so many times we can do that. I, if I do this, I'll get that. If I do this, oh, my name might be mentioned at church from the front. Pastor Adam might say, oh, I saw you picking that little um, rubbish out. That was so good. That shouldn't be the motive, should it, people? No, it shouldn't. It is a wonderful truth that when we give, we do receive, and we all know that. In Luke 6:38, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. How many like that scripture? For with the measure you use, it will be used to you. However, however, we should not give just to receive. Although that's a good principle, but that should not be our motive. That should not be our goal. Our free will offering of service and finances should be out of pure love for, for God, not for personal gain. And if you serve and volunteer in the church and expect praises from the front or, you know, in the, in the monthly magazine, which we do, um, you'll get discouraged if you not get mentioned because that's just, we're just human. Uh, hey, imagine if um, um, the uh, prophet, he actually spoke through the servant, not through, he didn't speak directly to the woman. Imagine if Pastor Adam told, um, let's say, David Stubb, can you go and thank, um, who, who should we use? Jeremy. And said, thank, thank you, Jeremy, good drumming. I mean, Jeremy would say, what? Why did he send you? Why couldn't Pastor Adam tell me? You know what I mean? Sometimes we can get hurt by just that. But that woman, she, she took it all. It's amazing. Um, the woman at Shenem did not volunteer resources in her home with a hidden agenda. She did not give to be seen or receive approval. She did not give because she wanted a big plaque on the church thing saying, Thank you, Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so. She didn't do that. Uh, or a mention of her name. She did not give to get close to the man of God or get a personal prophecy. Because she's like, oh, if I get close to him, I might get a prophetic word. In fact, Elisha continued to talk to the servant uh, Gehazi um, for all that she has done. A true volunteer spirit gives without wanting anything in return. Yeah? Jesus wants us to give not to be seen, recognize or to gain approval by others. He wants us to give because we love our God, not because of hidden agendas or pure immature motives. Matthew 6, 1 to 2. Take care. Do, don't do your good deeds publicly. Excuse me. To be admired. For then you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. Ooh. When you give a gift to the beggar, don't shout about it as the hypocrites do. 
blowing trumpets in the synagogue, oh my gosh, and straight to call attention to their act of charity. I tell you, in all earnestness, they have received all the reward they will ever get. Wow, that's the word of God, people. If we give to be seen, admired, noticed or get approval from others, then we will be disappointed. Paul reminds us that when we volunteer any kind of service, we should keep our eyes on God, not on men, because that's where our reward will come from. Colossians 3.23, I know there's a lot of scriptures, but that's the word of God. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Never allow yourself to become discouraged thinking that, you know, I'm not appreciated or seen. Because you know what? God sees and God rewards. The fifth thing we learn is volunteer spirit always gets God attention and attracts God provision. And how many of us know that, that God does provide? Douglas Lawson in his book, Giving to Live, says this, making a contribution to others, insurance the le insur Enhances the, le the length of our lives, our immune functions, our mental health, and spiritual well-being. Do you want to prosper? Oh, okay. Not many want to prosper here. Do you want to prosper? Do you want to be blessed? Then those who initiate provision for God will always and without exception have God making provision for them. As we go back to the story, we notice that soon as Elijah turned to volunteer something for the woman at Shunem, she volunteered for him and he volunteered back something to her. And that's the way God works. Elijah asked his servant, what can be done for her? She had made no request, had dropped no hints. Elisha obviously detected as a prophet, he detected something, that there was a desire in her heart to become a mother. And God always, obviously prompted Elisha to prophesy over her. She always wanted to be a mom, but never said it. She put her own desire before God to serve God. What a noble cause is that. I mean, deep inside her there was an ache to be a, uh, to be a mom. And yet she'd never told him, but just served him without making her desire known. God sees what we desire and what, dream, and what dreams we have. Because in Psalm 37 it says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. As we delight in volunteering ourselves and using the resources for God's work, he provides and supplies the deep desires of our heart. Paul says that God loves a cheerful giver. He's not just a happy giver. He loves a cheerful giver. Those who embrace a volunteer spirit and give to God will be rewarded in the favor of God. In 2 Corinthians 9, 7 to 11, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times 
having all that you need. You will abound in every good work, as it is written. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seeds to the sow and bread for food will also supply your store of seed and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. The, sh the woman at Shunem not just received a son, but a provision for his health. And he was also raised from the dead. If you read 2, Corinth, 2 Kings 4, 18 to 37, not only was her heart's desires met, but she was protected with, by God for the provision for her distress in the future. Um, we see later on when there was a famine in the land. In 2 Kings 8, 1 to 6, another huge scripture people put up with me. Now Elijah had said to the woman whose son had restored to life, Go away with your father and stay for a while with your family and stay for a while wherever you can because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines seven years. Now listen, she received that word from Elijah and he obeyed him. At the end of the seven years, how many of us would leave for seven years and go somewhere when somebody says, hey, can you leave and go somewhere else for seven years because there's a famine coming? Now there was even an obedience in that. She went away from her homeland. The king was, uh, was, talking, to Elijah, was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, and had said, tell me about all the great things Elijah has done. Just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to appeal to the king for her house and land. And Gehazi said, This is the woman, my lord, the king, and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. The king asked the woman about it, and she told him. Then he assigned an official to her case and said to him, Give back everything that belongs to her, including all the income from her land, from the day she left the country until now. It was a season of bad circumstances, people. Yet God gave her back everything, her land, and made up for all the losses, providing her with seven years of income as well. Maybe you are in a season of lack right now. You have sown, you have served voluntarily um, all your resources, and maybe you're in a season of leanness. And right now asking why? Why hasn't God answered my prayer? Don't doubt the goodness of God. God is good. God is good all the time. Just trust him to work out and keep that spirit, voluntary spirit alive don't stop serving just because you know some things were not met research has shown that people who volunteer often live longer did you know that alan klein it's god's will for you to volunteer to have a part to play and make a meaningful contribution the apostle paul lived his life not just talking about great things and preaching principles or truth, but acting them out. His whole life was of saying and doing. 
as he said in Acts 20:35, in everything I did, I showed you that by kind of hard work, we must keep the weak remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And how many of you agree with that? That it's more blessed to give than to receive. Remember, there's a special blessing to those who embrace a volunteer spirit. We invite the favor of God and we welcome and we become a part of a great enterprise on earth. I love what Deuteronomy says in Deuteronomy 15:10. Give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. I pray that this message has encouraged you to help to serve the house of God and to cultivate a spirit in your life that you would volunteer in whatever area. You know, God all gave, gave us all giftings. We need to use the giftings that God has given us and let his house...